0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to No Boundaries Podcast where the facts are facts and opinions hurt people's feelings. Please remember, rate, review us, subscribe iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. I don't know what it is that you do on Spotify, but whatever it is that you do on Spotify, please go and do that. It's back the 10-time champions, Willie F. Jay.
1: Champion of what? Foolery? Oh, um. Hey. I guess I have to. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Yeah, high level, of,
0: high level agree. of foolery going on on no boundaries for at least 154 episodes now.
1: That's a that's a that's quite an accomplishment.
0: Uh, um, hey, we're consistent in the foolery.
1: Yeah, 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 but, um I don't got much today, man. I ain't gonna lie to you.
0: Say but, this, um, you I, you can't have a light plate on Thanksgiving. You got to double up.
1: Wow, that's true. Um... How was the car show?
0: Car show was dope. I don't I mean you go to a car show, a lot of cars you see is like, oh, I can't afford that, but that's super nice. A lot of cars I see and I was like, I technically could afford this. Oh wow. Like 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 some of the con like I seen the, the twenty twenty Corvette. It's gonna be dope. the uh, engine in the back or engine in the
1: front?
0: Uh en- engine in the front. Okay. yeah yeah they, they haven't got there yet but I, I don't i don't know if i've seen you know the souped up model that they have you know I, i'd imagine it's the one they'd bring out for the car show but you know other than that like i i, I don't know a lot about what's under the hood with cars i'm oh, okay, more okay. i'm more of the guy that likes like what catches the eye i like the what catches the eye. i like the text i like how they're coming with the bigger touch screens and everything like that i like the those specs of it so you know that was why i was there i didn't see the tesla truck thank god um looked like it was uh a reject from mario brothers game so but it was dope like i like i like i tell everybody like i'm just getting out like i'll i'll just randomly go do something somebody will tell me about something and i'll go check it out because i can't just sit in the house and go crazy
1: uh i'm 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 at a loss for words. I I d I didn't think that you didn't like the Tesla truck. I like the Tesla truck.
0: I I don't like the Tesla truck.
1: For real? I'm shocked. I don't
0: I don't I, I, I don't like the prototype. I'm sure it's gonna look a lot sleeker when it when no.
1: they,
0: I I hope no. they make it a lot sleeker when hmm, it comes out. Cause like I said I like things that are visually appealing.
1: That is interesting. You you caught me off guard with that one. You you actually uh I actually thought that you like that vehicle. I, I like it. Like it's... it's shit. I think that design is pretty sick. I, I think. I'm, I think it. I think, I think. I think. I mean, I know where you're coming from. I mean, I, I'm not here to convince you to like it. But I mean, knowing the type of car you drive, I mean, knowing what type of car I drive, you would think that I probably wouldn't like it either. But um, it's it's something about it. It it, it um, in a way, it kind of changes the game a little bit. Kind of like like the Yeezys did. Like I like I said, I think it. Even though I don't like Yeezys, but for the most part, like, you know, it kind of revolutionizes the game. And it's crazy because, I mean, it is it is something you've probably seen before, like you said, probably seen it at, you know, Mario, Legos type shit. But it, it's interesting, man. I mean, I ain't going to dwell too much on it, but you definitely caught me off guard with that one. I, I definitely thought that she'd probably be somebody that liked it.
0: No, no, I I think you're talking to the hype beast side of me. And it, it's just not for me, dog.
1: Uh, Audi, Audi, Audi has one that's, to me, that is better. But it's uh, better in the context. The one that looks that. like it could go underwater. You I see did that one? I see that.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, that I, I like sick. that. I
1: like that. Yeah, of course. See, that makes sense. Okay, I, I got. I mean, that makes because. But think about it: is, I kind of can get into Elon's mind. No, I can't literally get into his mind, but like I kind of can. I can relate to why he wanted that because I'm a huge fan of the DeLorean. So mm-hmm. with me being a huge fan of the DeLorean, I kind of have, when I think of, when I was like growing up and like I would think about futuristic things, I had that look in mind now when i see things that are futuristic that are you know kind of modern they're like what you're talking about they have a a, a real sleek um Polished. to me yeah but to me they look weak
0: a lot I can of these see newer
1: vehicles look weak like the Audi's dope but it don't look strong like it looks like it could go underwater but i mean the fucking cyber like this that cyber truck looked like it will fuck some shit up. though. that bitch was tugging at F one fifty. That bitch That bitch just oh, just. I mean, this is an electric vehicle, <laughs> so I don't know, man. That shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, anyways, I uh, I thought it was interesting. I, I mean, it was funny that he broke the window, but, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, taste is funny, man. Yeah. taste is a very funny thing, and uh, I I know um that we we come we we're, we're in a we're we're in a place in time where I say it all the time. I don't think people are honest as they need to be. I think I think people are. I think people virtue signal. People, you know, people tend to like try to pretend as if you know this is the life I'm living. You know, I'm living this this morally uh, superior life. Like, nah, man, come on. Like, let's be serious. Um, so as I'm thinking about that, I, I've been seeing a lot of shit going. On, you know, about a a, a certain Houston native by the name of Lizzo, that has been uh, making waves. And for me, I don't hate her music. Don't think her music is great or anything like that. I mean, she makes music for a certain market. The market picks it up. You know, it is what it is. But outside of all that bullshit, I just kind of find it funny that every time we're talking about women entertainers, we got to bring up sexuality. And you know how I feel about this shit, Jay. Mm -hmm. Like... Why do I got to look at Lizzo and see any type of sex appeal at all? When you see Lizzo, do you see a, a sex icon? No. Does that mean that she isn't uh, valuable in a sense of, I mean, nobody likes her. Like nobody's going to think that she's attractive.
0: No, I I, I don't. Like I would, I almost want to say that I don't think she's selling sex, but she is selling sex. You think so? I think she is selling sex.
1: I think they forced that on. I think they force that on these women these days. I agree. It, I mean, yeah, she's probably selling sex. Once again, I don't listen to her music like that. I've heard a song or two. And uh, I
0: listen to the album. The album is good.
1: Is it better than the Doja Cat?
0: I like I like Doja Cat album better, and it's not. I like Lizzo lyrically better, but I like Doja Cat's beat selection. Like to okay. me, those beats are just crazy.
1: I haven't listened to either one of them, but um, it was interesting to hear you say that you like the Doja Cat album. I ain't going to judge you. Um, I kid you, you not. Know, I listen to that I Doja Cat like,
0: album at least once a week. I mean, like it, we, it, it, we, it, we, It's great background music, and it, like the hooks are catchy, and like I said, the beats are crazy.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I think of Cardi B, Nicki Minaj, and Megan Thee Stallion, like, I feel like they're selling sex. I feel like I they're selling sex because... Everybody now, everybody listening, y'all need to pay attention. I feel like they're selling sex because of the fact that when you see them, they have the ideal body of what people in general in society perceive the uh, exotic black female body to look like. I'm going to say it again. When they think about the black female, beautiful, curvy body, that's what they think of. They think of the Beyonce's. They think of the Meg Thee Stallion's now. They think of the Nicki's. They think of the Cardi's. And um, outside of ethnicity, I'm just saying, like, that's the ideal body. And I'm confident saying that because I see women that I know posting them on social media. Like, I see women that I know glorifying their bodies. You know, I see women glorifying Summer Walker's body. I see women glorifying... Doja Cat's body, like, I see women glorifying these bodies. So when I see men glorifying these bodies, it's not a shock to me because could I, I could be wrong when I say this, Jay, but isn't it kind of like a universal agreement amongst men that they tend to go for the slimmer, quote-unquote, sexier build versus the, I guess, the chubby build, which would probably put that person in the category of a chubby chaser
0: i had actually had this conversation with one of my homegirls not too long ago and she she's on the side of skinny i if you've seen her you would say that she's skinny and Mm -hmm. she complains she complains about gaining weight and about how attractive she will be and i'm telling her i was like well first of all you're in the south where we we typically expect our women to be thicker like, you, you, mm-hmm. we don't see a lot of size zeros, ones, twos, whatever, what have you in the South. You're almost mm-hmm. expected to be thicker. So, and I mean, you know, hey, when people start gaining weight, you know, they all hold it different. Some people gain weight and it just goes to one place and, you know, it, it doesn't, you know, look well on, on and exactly, I say yeah. that for men and women. Definitely. Um, but
1: hormones, hormones play a big factor in that.
0: Yeah. But like, I I would say when it, when it comes to men... We do prefer like the cur- the curvier Beyonces, the 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 slim thicks. I call them the slim thicks. Your Jennifer be-
1: Lopez, even. Your yeah. Jennifer Trino.
0: Lopez, you know, thick in the right places, slim in other places. Yeah. But I think when it comes to women, a lot of them they idolize a body that they can possibly achieve. So possibly. if they're if they're if they're chubbier already, they're gonna they're gonna kind of have a role model of somebody that's kind of chubbier. Maybe not as quite as chubby as they are, but might be, you know, hey, if I, you know, dedicated myself to eating right and working out, I could get down to that size. Even though she still looked at as probably chubbier, but she's a quote-unquote good chubby.
1: Like maybe like Kim from the Parkers? Well, yeah. That, that was her name, right?
0: Uh, that was a Vaughn, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, like okay. like
0: you you would think, and, and I used to know these... Um, IG models names because I'm a perv, but I don't remember them anymore because I I quit that narcotic. Um but
1: good, good. it's 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 a
0: waste. I mean, but there's 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 a whole oh Ashley Graham.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you that
0: know, that, that that that's a very popular one because she's you know not your stereotypical Beyonce Meg the Stallion Bill, but she's curvy, she's thicker, she got a little belly on her, she gonna eat a cheeseburger with you. And even with that, guys like that too. Because a lot of us are thicker and won't eat cheeseburgers, too. We not all built like Willie F out here. Come on, bro. Oh.
1: Let's let's just talk about the truck again, man. Okay. All right. Put some Ds on on? that bitch. (laughs) I see a nigga already put swangles on that horse. Got to. Golly. In all seriousness, when I think about this, I think about accountability. And I know what I like. And I know for myself that I have dealt with heavier set women. I do not cause the first thing that I, when I see a woman, the first thing I look at is their face. I, I've always been that type of person like, and we all know that if all you're looking at is a face on the internet, it's easy for you to get catfished. So, you know, you gotta kinda think about, you know, things in that frame of mind. So I could be honest and say, you know, hey, I like faces. I'm always gonna go for the pretty face, the pretty smile, and then after that, I mean, then we can start talking body. But I'm also realistic. I also know that at the age that I'm at, if I'm coming across a woman that's a size two, a size three, a size six, she probably lives a certain type of lifestyle, and a lot of that has to do with genetics. Yeah. And um, and with me being realistic and me like having a, some knowledge of the health field, like. I know what type of women are going to fall into that into that uh, body type. Um, you, you said earlier, uh, Meg, the had, Meg the Stallion had a typical body. She does not have a typical body. That's pure. That's all genetics. Um, and, and, I, and I say that in a way of like, girls like her are one in six. But like, even nah, bro, you know. even
0: with that, I think if you take take the push up bras off the. The things that you put on to accentuate your curves, I think she breaks down to be typical. Like we said this before, you could probably hit the Houston streets on a Sunday funday and come across a, a Meg The Stallion type at um, at air I
1: I agree with you, and I'm and I'm and I'm saying from the image that is displayed on the internet, which is she's she's tall and she has. It's a certain type of thickness that almost looks like she was an ex basketball player, you know, ex WNBA. Like it's, it's like on some they like played soccer or something. Yeah. yeah, you know, like, a, like it's a certain type of thickness that it's only carried well based on, you know, endomorph, uh, MCS ex- Exactly, you know what I'm saying? So like, and how many women are you coming across that are five ten? That's like coming across a guy that's six two, like that's rare for women. She's in the twenty percent. So like I said, she's like a one in six, bro. Yeah. Why you laughing?
0: Cause I'm six two.
1: I, I I mean we had I forgot the uh, the girl's name that we had on here and we had to tell her like you looking for a six foot guy. Man, you're 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 passing up a eighty percent. You're passing up eighty percent of the men in America to look for this small twenty percent, the one in five. To be tall. Like <laughs> like really like and, and and I even had to tell somebody today like I don't. I, even though I joked about on the examples podcast about that being a red flag, it's only a red flag if you can't admit to me why you're in search of that. You know, like I'm not gonna take the the oh I need my heels, fuck all that. Like stop that. You know, it's for reproductive purposes. I ain't mad at you. And, and, and I'm and this is gonna tie into what I'm gonna say in the end. I'm not mad at you for wanting to get with a guy that is. Is high in the gene pool as far as superiority. Not you want at all. a guy with good skin. You want a guy that's over six feet. You want a guy that has good teeth. You want a guy that you know doesn't have a a history of cancer, high blood pressure. That's fine to me. That's a part of the vetting process.
0: To I me, knocking. I don't even knock women who say, I, "I like this guy because I know he's looking for marriage and I know he wants to have a child, and that's what I want too." Like, if those are your primary reasons, I don't even knock that because you're owning it. You're taking accountability for that. You're not you're not just sitting there saying, you know, oh, yeah, well, we click. And, you know, when it's not the truth, like what is what is your truth? Hey, this guy has like you said, he has good skin. Yes. Green eyes and nice hair. I want my baby to have good skin, you know, possible chance of having green eyes and nice hair. Cool. You own that. I will never knock you for owning that.
1: And you hit the nail in the coffin. That's where the virtue signal it comes in. And this is the thing that bothers me the most. I know for a fact that we live in a country that where light-skinned and, you know, blah blah blah, that stuff is cherished. That stuff is that stuff is put on a pedestal. Don't get me wrong, I know that we're in a time period where dark skin is cool too, but people do like people cannot deny that mixed kids get a lot of love. As far as when it comes to likes, you could go on Instagram, you can go on whatever. And when you see mixed kids, they get high praise for being mixed. You could probably and, just and start that-
0: typing in mixed and you will get a number of pages of mixed babies, mixed kids, mixed couples, mixed yeah. whatever.
1: And that's, and that is because of, of a first world obsession with the idea of what beauty is. And it's almost universally accepted that it feels like it's universally accepted that the light skin is just it's just a it's just a better catch and i say all this to say the smaller frame the thinner frame the athletic build the 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 body of Adonis that frame has to be happens to be the more universally accepted the more desired frame so as i say all this i just want everybody to understand that that's why i say in the beginning like I don't appreciate the virtue signaling because I know that we're all guilty of this. I know that as a, as a civilization, we came together years and years ago and we conform to a certain beauty standard because we've always had the ability to um, go against the grain, but we accepted it for a reason. Now, even with me saying that, I still feel like there is no reason to try to push Lizzo on me. sexy because to me sexy is objective I mean it's, it's subjective Like, like what's sexy to me doesn't necessarily have to be sexy to you and it's just it's just this 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 subject is funny to me because the people that were like arguing about it like on different forums, I were looking at they kept posting these Photoshop pictures of her and I'm just like why are you posting these 2d images of this of this I'm gonna say rich black woman that happens to be overweight. I feel like that's not really doing her any justice. How about you actually, you know, go out and see her? Like, let's let us let us have a chance to like actually go out and let's go see Lizzo in person and see how we would feel. Or let somebody that's actually met Lizzo before say, "Hey, I need you to take me out in the street and point to somebody to that to, that looks like Lizzo, you know, physically." And when I see Lizzo in the street physically, tell me how I feel. I think that's fair. Because you're sending me these Photoshop pictures of a, of a, of a of this overweight woman, it's like to me that's insulting. It's like, how many people get Photoshop and look better?
0: Everybody. i that's
1: what I'm saying. Like so, once again, I don't I don't
0: like the whole and and this this is like you know this is shooting at everybody. I don't like the whole you have to like this person because I say so, it's or annoying. you or you kind of have to have sympathy on this person. Because for, for some odd reason, people want to be sympathetic and say, oh, well, this person is, is a little is a little heavier, so you need to be nice to them. You need to be kind to them. Why? Like, I've met people that have Down syndrome that have been complete assholes. And it's kind of <laughs> like, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be nice to them because they have a learning disability. Okay, cool. But they need to be nice, too. And I, and I feel like, you know, you you can teach people wrong. And, like, you know, they might not have known that they were being being taught wrong to, to be rude and stuff like that. They may not have known that because they do have a learning disability. But at the same time, I'm supposed to, you know, just sit there and be forgive them for, for they not know what they do. They know what they do. I know mm-hmm. that me eating and not working out is going to make me gain weight. I know. Mm-hmm. And I know that's going to put me, you know, at health risks. I know that. It's going to put me in bigger clothes size. I know that. Now, it's up to me if I decide to, hey, shit, I'm just going to buy bigger pants. Or, hey, I'm going to cut back and I'm going to start controlling and moderating. That's on me. But nobody's out there forcing you saying, hey, you have to like Jay because he's going through something and he's put on some weight. Or, you have, yeah, you have to like Jay because he's depressed and he's losing weight.
1: Nah. You you know that you're not going to get that from me. Uh, I don't give a damn what you're going through, man. Um You know, I'm not gonna tell you to man up or no shit like that. But at the same time, I mean, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just be me. I'm a you, you as you are, who you are. I'm going to be me. You know, you. I don't know what I'm gonna say, but you know, that's circumstantial. I mean, I don't, I don't necessarily believe in coddling people because I think that you know, coddling people usually does more damage. And um, as I'm looking at society now, I'm like, there's a lot of things going on right now. To me, like I told you the other day, like it's shit that was okay in 2007 that. Is, is, is like, it's so normal now. And it's like, they're trying to normalize it. And it's scary. And, and this is my thing. The reason that this subject for me is troubling because I think that people just didn't know how to like, how do I say, you know, people don't know how to work hard. People don't believe in working hard. People are getting lazier. So I honestly feel like, That's why fat shaming gets the negativity that it gets, because people, quote unquote, get anxiety over every little thing. Oh, I get anxiety going into the gym. Oh, I get anxiety, you know, trying to train, you know, like, it's just like we are so pussified that nobody wants to work hard. So therefore, you know what? Fuck it. Just be a lazy piece of human. And you know what? If you want to be a lazy, PC human, that's your problem. That is your fault. Accept it as such. Now, there are people out there that suffer from diseases, suffer from like I told you in the beginning, like they have hormone issues. You know, thyroid, thyroid go out.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, so they gain weight. But even those people need to know, need to know and need to feel that, hey, you know, there are ways. You know, push yourself. You know, you could try, don't just give up. Don't just settle into this life of mediocrity because that's the thing I appreciate about some levels of shaming because some levels of shaming put a person in perspective. Like it, it makes a person say, you know what? I need to do better. I can do better. But now when people get their mindset of I need to do better, I can do better. They look for a shortcut because once again, nobody wants to work hard. and I'm. <laughs> I feel like I'm this set the subject is sensitive to me because I always realize that when people are told to do something to better their lives, it always goes to extreme lengths. You told people, "Hey, we, you know, you shouldn't be fat. You, you know, you don't want to be this." What do people do? Start getting liposuction, start getting tummy tucks, start doing all this extreme crazy shit that was putting themselves at a higher risk of you know, of a ca- of some type of casualty, and I'm just like, man, like, like what is up? Like, what is truly up with us today?
0: We're we're the instant gratification culture. Like, it's like, hey, being big isn't healthy. Cool. Let me go get plastic surgery. Let me go get my my tummy tucked or my, st- my stomach stapled, whatever it had, Like you said, the lipo and everything. Let me go do that because we're not taught we're not taught that being that it was like, hey. It's and, and like I sent you that screenshot today. It's okay to be where you are, but it's also okay to want better. We're not taught that. Like it's it's like, okay, cool, this is where you are. How are you gonna better yourself? Not 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 to just like, okay, I'm good where I'm at. How am I gonna better better myself? And that's not just physically like, okay, I'm 220 pounds, I'm gonna get down to 215. Okay, I'm 215, I'm gonna get down to 210. 210 I'm gonna get you know and so on and so, so forth that's not always the case it's kind of like okay I'm here I need to make sure that I maintain or I'm here now let me go to the doctor and see all right is my am I I could be 200 pounds my cholesterol could be high as shit you know let me go make sure that uh, okay my cholesterol is here because the goal is longevity for most of us mm-hmm except for yeah, jeffrey epstein who didn't kill himself but the goal is longevity you want to be here <laughs> as long and as healthy as possible and I've, I've i've heard so many people get older and say if i knew i was going to be here this long i would have took better care of my body definitely, so even
1: definitely.
0: even if that if that if you go to the doctor and they they don't tell you hey you don't need to lose any weight like you should to be better but you know your weight isn't an issue right now but your cholesterol is high you need to worry about your cholesterol
1: I think doctors are scared to say that now because a lot of doctors are being exposed for not, you know, being nutritionists or whatever. So I think a lot of doctors are are kind of staying out of that lane. Now doctors are just like, hey, I'll carve you up, you know. <laughs> I can, you know, I could I can, you know, I can point you in the direction of a of a surgeon. He could carve you up. And uh, don't get me wrong, um, I know for some people out there, man. Like I said, I don't think anxiety is a joke. I mean, I've seen that thing that I think I've seen the shit about Summer Walker floating around about her having anxiety. I don't necessarily think uh, anxiety is a joke but I also do believe that a lot of these things that are in the DSM 4 DSM five or whatever DSM, whatever shit is called. I do, but I do believe a lot of that shit is just being, um, it's being misused and mismanaged and it's being overused. <laughs> like, it's like y'all are finding all kinds of excuses to not just better yourselves and take, like take your time in order to better yourself. It's going to take time. Like, no, like it, it doesn't matter. And, I always say this, you take these shortcuts and in the long run, you still end up having to put in the work. So, I mean, you could either do the work now or you could do the work on the front end or do the work on the back end. It's up to you. And I also, I know that it's some people out there that have reached, they're uneducated. They don't know anything about health, really. They live in their lives. You know, they, they work in their nine-to-fives, they eat, they they go, they don't, they don't they're they the type of people that they, they say that they don't have time. And I understand that. Those people that don't have time, they end up they end up hitting the wall and they end up being like, God Goddamn! really at this point, surgery is my only choice. I, it happens. Surgery is the only choice for some people sometimes. And that's when I say, all right, you get the surgery, now what's up? Now it's time to work. Because what's gonna happen if you don't work, Jay? You don't eat? You don't work. You
0: don't. Well, shh, shh. I, I, I went. To, I went to, to my old. You know. You don't work. You don't eat. You don't grind. You don't shine. You. Oh, which, oh here's which the it,
1: shit. Yeah, yeah. Which in the end, it, like, like you said, if you don't work, after you get the surgery, you don't work. You, you, know, you, don't you blow, blow like, back up. You blow back up. Like it's it's that simple. Like, in in all this. I'm saying all this to say that nobody hates overweight people. Like, I don't think anybody hates overweight people. I can admit this, though, that it's a lot of people out there, including women, that can get an overweight partner and be ashamed of them. And that all goes back into the fact that as a society, as a civilization, we conform to the ideal that overweight is not beautiful. Now, in my opinion.
0: Or that my partner has to look like me.
1: If if you're if you're in 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 shape or you know you're you're slim or whatever, yeah. And you just gotta think about American culture, man. Like your typical girl, girl, like she really ain't in a gym like that. No. You know, like your typical girl, girl. I mean, she may have been a volleyball player briefly, a track a track track runner briefly, did some cheerleading briefly, through, went through college. You know, well, what do you think your average girl did throughout college if she wasn't you know in sports? I mean, she, she probably, she probably partied, studied, went to work, you know, the typical average shit. That's four years. That's from 18 or 17 to about 22, 23 in that, in those years, I mean, your average woman is in a, um, is it, it, she's in her primes. Like, like she's reaching a state to where when she's like 23, 24, I mean, she's um, you're 23 or 24 year old, you're. Your average 34, 35-year-old now probably thinks about her 23 or 24-year-old body on the regular. She's like, damn, I'm fine. I was fine. But the reality is that was their primes. And then what happens when they come out of their primes? If nobody educated them on the fact that, hey, you're gonna have hormone imbalances, your, your body's gonna change. You know, once once all this studying and partying is over, I mean, you may wanna get on the on a routine to maintain this body. If not, the weight is only up from here.
0: But even, even think about it this way for those four years, for those four years you were in high school, you probably worked out at least 30 minutes a day for, for 10 months straight.
1: Yeah.
0: Then sometime during the summer, 10 months straight, you did at least 30 minutes of activity almost every single day. Then you go to college where it basically becomes optional and some maintain some don't. And this is this speaking for myself. Like I maintained those first couple of years, but then I started parting harder those last two years. And like going to the going to the rec wasn't important as, as much as I wasn't on those, those uh intramural teams like I was. So, and then I graduate and I go to a desk job. Now I'm sitting on my ass yep. all day long. Yep. I'll go yep. to lunch and I'll come back and I'll sit on my ass. Then I'll yep. go sit in traffic for an hour, and then I'll go home and I'll sit on my ass. So your body is adjusting, like, oh. Well shit, since we just sitting down, I'm just and you're gonna getting chill. older. And you're, you're getting, getting
1: older. Older. That's key. That's very much key. That's why I say you have to understand your body it's it's not only genetics that play a huge part, but it's also American lifestyle that plays a huge part too. So if your genetics and this American lifestyle that you have bought into, if they don't if they don't if they don't go hand in hand, I mean you you you're gonna end up mad at the end of the day. So uh, once again, I'm not slamming overweight people. I'm just, I'm just educating people that, that may be going down that road. Like, you know, I'm slamming all people,
0: is... including myself. Cause that's, that's, that's primarily who I talk to myself.
1: Yeah. 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 That's real. That's real. I mean, it's, if, if, if you feel physically, you don't, you're not where you are, you could get to where you are. If you put in the work, you know, I mean, it's that simple. And if you feel like it's too late, all right. You know, surgery is the only option. Yeah. Go that route, whatever. But we all know, we all know that the ideal body, it's almost like we all can agree on this, that the ideal body is more of an athletic, slim build. I mean, it is what it is. That's what I want to be. Yeah, when you think about being overweight or being obese, and I could just take it as far as um, I've never seen that show. Was it My 600 Pound Boyfriend or some shit? Boy, my 600 Pound life is wild. Think about that shit think about that shit for a second and I've just seen like little snippets of that shit. And I think about that shit and I think about how uncomfortable those people probably are. And I, that's how I think about being overweight. Cause it's like, even though you may be five, seven, 200 pounds and you're just not, it's not ridiculous. You're still functional. You still can move around. But once again, if you're not putting in the work, it's only up from there. You gotta think about that. And we and staying in the South, like, like you said in the beginning, like staying in the that's a big deal because you got a lot of dudes out here that really encourage it. Because like, like I've been saying, it's dudes out here that will, you know, they, they do uh, shack up and do mess around with, you know, heavier women. There are chubby chases out here. And they're not, they're not exactly proud of it. The reality is, I mean, you're still attracted to what you're attracted to. Although you may look at it like, hey, well... Man or fuck anything they got. A, they got two holes or whatever. All right, look at it like this. I see all people as human. So just because you're overweight does not mean I don't see you as human. So if you're overweight and you're messing with men and you only think that the men are messing with you because you have two holes, that is a problem. You should. That's you on de- you. you deserve- yeah, exactly. You deserve. If you if you're ever if, you, in if a situation- you've taken
0: your your self image to the point where all you are is two holes, that's on
1: you. Exactly. So like, want better for yourself again. Want better for yourself. Do better for yourself. And we can we can throw the A word accountability all, all to you know, all around. Like it, it doesn't matter. When it all comes down to it, the way you value yourself, it's gonna show in your actions. Like it's just that's just the bottom line. So if you're an overweight woman out there and you feel like n- niggas ain't keeping it one hundred with you, then hey, like. Call them out, cool. Call them out.
0: But or even even with, with that, them. like I've seen a lot of quote unquote overweight, obese women who only like super skinny guys.
1: Oh, I mean, don't get me started on that. That's, that's all they like a wild super
0: twist. skinny guys. And you look at this guy; he's malnourished. He just smokes weed and lives off of Popeyes Tuesdays. Like you know, he needs to be doing better.
1: I I actually heard a theory about that from uh from a heavier set chick that I that I uh that I mess with, and she was like, um, she said something along the lines of like, you know, the thinner dudes usually are more well endowed, and then um, the 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 skinnier dudes usually can, it's funny, they usually can eat like she can eat, and also you know, they joke, she jokingly would talk about how like, we don't need, we don't need two roly polies in the bed together, it's gonna be too hot. Like, you, know, <laughs> it, it, you know, I mean, it, it, it makes it, sense it's though. Coming, yeah, it coming from the mouth, you know, and then, and then, you know, some, some of the slimmer guys, you know, they they feel like you know, hey, it's more pushing for the cushion, like, or it's more cushion for the push. However, that shit go, but whatever Red I mean, Man said, you know, yeah, exactly. And Red Man is probably number one chubby chaser of all time. Uh it just it's it, it. I just saw a lot of shit today, man, in in the past couple of days, and it it, it kind of broke my heart because I have my reasons for wanting to be, you know, a slim and athletic build because to me it's all about comfort, and I know, I know the um. The symptoms of, not 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 necessarily the symptoms, but I know the repercussions of uh, allowing letting yourself go. Yeah, you let yourself go, you're gonna pay the price. And um, like
0: I like American, I even I even went to the I, I went to the doctor's been several years ago, but I I had put on some weight, and he told me is like the weight that you've put on is causing your blood pressure to rise
1: it happens. He, he said so people.
0: you need to lose weight to maintain your blood pressure because if you keep going up, you're going to be on meds and once you get on meds, it's hard to get off meds.
1: Shout out to my skinny fat people out there too. I know who I'm <laughs> talking to. I know who Bo- I'm talking to.
0: Boney with a belly.
1: Yeah, like man, I'm t- when you see men like that, ladies, like you need to get your man off his ass and into a gym because that is that that's those a lot of times are, are symptoms for something. Sh- Dude shouldn't be walking around here with a pot belly at 30. Like you know what I'm saying? Like that's dangerous. Like it's something you gotta you gotta shit that shit off. I ain't saying you're gonna die or nothing. And once again, I ain't judging you, but that's a sign that you need to get off your ass because it can get a lot worse, bro. If your, if your if your man thing.
0: looks like one of those men in black worms, you need to send him to the gym.
1: Ooh oh yeah yeah yeah. And your man should want that for you, like. I said it on a couple episodes back. Like, I feel like people that have nice bodies tend to want to be naked more. You know, they t- they tend to want to shed the clothes more. And if you're the type of person that has a high sex drive, but then you don't like your body, those two don't go together. So I understand you want to take that shortcut, but at the end of the day, man, if you don't grind, you don't shine. You I know? Like, I like
0: how you yeah,
1: that. yeah, man. Yeah, man, I had to bring it back, you know. I had to bring it back. How, how, how is
0: Mike Jones doing? Uh, man, I don't know. I ain't called him in a while. I, you know I know think I still, still got a number.
1: I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm tired of beating up the, the big people. I love y'all, regardless. You know, I just, you know, I just want people to want better for themselves.
0: That's, That's all. It. That's all, regardless. You know, spiritually, a- financially, mentally, whatever it takes for you to be better for yourself, I want that for you. And whatever you decide that is, I want that for you, and that goes for everybody on this face of this earth i i don't I don't have one person that I, I'd wish failure on. It's some people that I don't nah, fuck with, but i I still don't wish them to fail never will
1: No nah, of course not, of course not. And to summarize all that, all I'm saying is you know we all look at the bigger picture at times. Women, they tend to look at men and they say, you know, I want this in my man because I want my kids to do this, look like this. I think men do the same thing. I think men a lot of times feel like, you know, I'm only messing with this person for sexual purposes. I don't want to impregnate this woman, this woman because, you know, hey, I may not want to, I may not want to have, you know, overweight kids or kids that may have the possibility of, of these diseases or whatever. I mean, shit happens. Yeah, we can all say, you know, you shouldn't have sex with people you don't really, blah blah blah, whatever. Um, long story short, man, we all have our reasons to do shit uh but i think it's fair to check people at times you know sometimes people just need to be redirected people need to be you know removed from that mind frame of virtue signaling thinking that you know they're on a superior ground of morality which is bullshit but um anyways man the the other day man you and you and you and Keith was talking about being isolated and liking isolation I need y'all to go more in depth with it. When when y'all say y'all like being isolated, I don't really, I don't believe y'all. I I, I didn't say... You you need more people.
0: (laughs) I didn't say that I liked it. Well, okay, I take that back. I did say in some instances I do like it. I said getting too comfortable with it could become addicting and it could be a problem because I think if you become so isolated that you don't desire any kind of human interaction it becomes a real problem in the sense that you won't seek it out in the future you won't be you won't put yourself in social situations you won't put yourself in into dating situations you will be those people from the the late 90s that you you call those computer geeks that just sat in the room and they were on their computer and they're on these blogs and you know they're just that's that's where their life was you know glued to a keyboard and I th- and I think that's where isolation leads you. It leads you to only seeking out interaction through technology. You're only, you know, on Call of Duty calling people nigger. You're only on blog sites.
1: <laughs> <laughs> God damn that escalated quickly.
0: <laughs> you only on blog sites, you know, arguing with people just to just to troll. Like that that becomes your 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 social interaction that you thrive for. And then when you go out in the public. You're, you know, you you don't know how to maneuver. And I think it's so important to be able to maneuver in public, regardless of if you're maneuvering around just all people, your race, people of different races, people of different political backgrounds, people of different religious backgrounds. I think it is important to know how to maneuver in public because you always got to keep your head on a fucking swivel, no matter if you black, white, Asian or whatever, because you don't know who you're around and what those people are thinking about. So you need to know how to maneuver. And I think I think isolation takes away some of those key components, primarily social interaction that you need. And I and like I said, I can see how it's how it's addicting because I've been in Charlotte for about eight weeks now, about eight weeks, and a lot of and some days I don't interact with nobody at all.
1: How what? What? What is this? What, what, what are the steps you're taking to meet new people?
0: Uh, I'm just going out. Like, I'll, I'll go to the barbershop. Barber's like, oh, yeah, you need to go. You know, you need to hit this place. You need to hit this place. And he's like, I would roll with you, but I just had a baby. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, you know, I'm yeah. my baby's like six weeks old. All right, Man. cool. I'll go to the gym. Hey, you know, this guy, you know, the guy that signed me up. Oh, yeah, you need to go here. You need to go here. Me and my boys go here, you know, Saturday night. All right, bet. You know, hey, I'm going to link up with y'all. Like, I, can, yeah. I, can, I know how to take that initiative and be like, okay, let me make a plan. Hell, even in Starbucks the other day, I, um, I this guy he seen my car when I pulled up, and he started talking about how he had the Jeep with the with the SRT8 engine in it. We start chopping it up. Oh, what you do? I do this. Boom, we we interact. Hey, um, they do this on the weekends. Um, that's how. I, that's actually how I found out about the car show. It's like, oh, the car show's okay. going down this weekend, you know. And he was an older guys. So I was like, ah, you are really not my speed. You married. You got kids that are in college, you know. But you know, you put me to something that. I can go interact. You put me on something that gets me out the house. So definitely, me, definitely. I was like, I was even telling trash Ass Ed, I will do anything to get out of the house. You tell me about this new bar. I'm gonna go check it out. And I think it's taken me the courage to be willing to do these things solo. Cause I never yeah. used to move a lot solo. And if I did move solo, I would go there and I would probably be there 30 minutes and be like, all right, you know, this isn't me. I'd get, you know, anxious because I have nobody there. And then I'll bounce. But now I'll go. Boom! I'll apply at the bar. I'll talk to the bartender. The game's on. I'm gonna talk to this guy next to me about the game. You know, I'm gonna talk to people. I mean, I have a podcast. I talk. I talk to people. You know, at least once a week. So talking to yeah, me yeah. isn't hard. So it's yeah. just it's just the putting myself out there that I had to be be more of uh, be more willing to do.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, I mean, I like the way you answered that. You deserve a round of applause for the way you answered that. Just want to let you know that, but um
0: I'll try to find a clip and and put put that in there. I clap for myself.
1: Cool, cool, cool. For me, isolation is um you know sitting in a holding cell for 24 hours, you know waiting to you know be processed, you know to go to the next cell to where you're actually going to general population, and, and that's happened to me before. So in my opinion, like you know this is nothing to brag about, but like I've been in that situation where I was like literally isolated from humanity for like you know multiple times just due to just being a fucking knucklehead but when i think about that type of isolation i think that when you when i hear somebody say i think i can get addicted to that type of isolation i'm like i don't think you truly know what isolation is because that type of isolation only leads to you know a few things and one of the main things that it leads to is depression and social anxiety like that shit drives you crazy so you asked me a question the other day about how you know. The addiction to the chemical that drops, you know, serotonin, the serotonin levels drop, and, you know, you get addicted to that feeling. I don't think that, it's, that you necessarily get addicted to that feeling. I think that it's more along the lines of you start, it starts becoming normal to you. I could take it back to the, um, to that, um, what's the name of that movie that came out on Netflix that had everybody talking this year? Uh, Old Buddy was in the room. He started fucking going crazy. Uh, the movie about the, uh, Park the the five guys Central Park Five. Oh uh, yeah, when they see us. When they see us, you know, that's isolation. What he went through was isolation. So when I hear somebody say they they may get addicted to isolation, that means you want to end up like him because everything about him, the real version of him in real life, that's what isolation does to you. I think that we today have gotten spoiled with the fact that we don't have to physically interact with people, and we kind of feel like oh I'm isolating myself. Yeah. I'm isolating myself from the ideal of having to physically, you know, talk to people face to face. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I understand that. That can get real comfortable, due to the fact that, in that sense, you you probably become a lot more a lot less disappointed because when you're face to face with people and you're reading body language and you're interacting with people, you tend to expect things. For example. You may just be around somebody you think is filling you and you think you're getting the signs, and you try to make a pass and you get rejected. People hate that. When you isolate yourself and you're only dealing with people online, you really, you, you rarely have to ever worry about, you know, rejection Because when you're isolated from human interaction, you get to kind of control the narrative, which is, I'm going to troll people, I'm going to be online, you know, calling people n- nigger or whatever. <laughs> like... You got total control. I think it's, I think it's more of a control of your space that you get addicted to, versus isolation. Because I think isolation is too much of it. I don't care who you are; it's deadly. Like even in the hunter-gatherer era, when motherfuckers was out there providing for their family, they they was out there in the wilderness two or three days just trying to get one goddamn hog. Like I know that shit was driving them crazy. But it's kind of it's kind of ingrained in, in in us males to like want our own space. You know, and it, it makes sense. That's why I think a lot of, you know, relationships, you know, go down, go down the shithole just based on the fact that we can never find that balance. But, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I'm just, you know, I, I respect what you're saying, but it, it's just it's interesting to me that a lot of people are getting like that and they don't even realize why. And it's I think a lot of us just have a have a mindset of, hey, if I could control my own space, why do I need to deal with people? People just come into my space and ruin it.
0: And I think I think when it comes to being in control of, of your own space, people people fail to realize that they have as much control as they do. And I and I think that's what 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 really is a big thing. Because I was talking to to a friend earlier, she was talking about how she was having having these guy problems, and she's like, you know, I, she said I think I need to stop talking to him now that I have control. And I said, what do you mean you have control? She's like, well, he hadn't talked to me in a few days. But now he's talking to me again. So now I think that now that I have control, I should stop talking to him. I said, well, honestly, you've had some control these past few days when he wasn't talking to you. You could have embraced that and be like, OK, I'm putting more into this than I'm receiving. And then just stop right there. When people go out and get into like I told you, I used to you know, go out for 30 minutes and then be like, all right, you know, cool, whatever, I'm leaving. I have control over that. I, I had control of, of choosing to leave. I had control of choosing to stay at the house. You know, I made those decisions. I have control. There, there are a few forced places that I go where I don't have control. I, I'm not a child, <laughs> so nobody is yeah. picking me up and telling me, "Hey, you're getting the car. You're going here. You're going there." That's why whenever we would go out, I always like to take my own vehicle because when I got ready to leave, I could just fucking leave. Yeah, control. Control. And, and I, control is, a, and once you, when you understand control, it's a hard thing to give up because you're saying, okay, I don't have this control anymore. So I'm putting my faith in you. And now that I'm, now I'm being vulnerable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I firmly believe that when it comes, when it comes to the dynamic of a relationship, um, you know, nobody should be trying to seek control, but for the most part, it's it's very scary when you do get with somebody that is controlling. And I've always I've always um I think this is something I I also read in that book where they basically said most people that are controlling and seek to control others, they usually have a background where uh, their background usually is like it's a background of um of chaos. They had little control when they were growing up, and it was real chaotic. And they had no power over fixing things. So as they get older, they try to, you know, control the. They try to control anything they can. That's why that when they get into relationships, they end up being real toxic, due to the fact that they don't, they they can't see anything any other way, but their own way. You know that breeds narcissism as well too, because it's like it gets to the point where it's like, damn, it's all about me. That's that's scary, man. It's a it's a lot of people out here that grew up like that. You know, it's a whole lot of them and i and i think and i think that's what makes a relationship scary too man when you when you just when you know um when you see all the different types of issues that people have with dealing with others and respecting space i don't think people respect space anymore either
0: it's kind of like um and i'm i'm going to put you in a a topic that we have forgot to talk about when you want to talk about the difference between privacy and secrecy
1: oh yeah oh yeah
0: cuz people don't respect privacy because they think it's secrecy.
1: Definitely. And and, definitely. And, they're,
0: and they're two completely different things to me. And they should be two, two completely different things to a lot of people. But I think people's own ego get into the way of that. And you think somebody's privacy is their secrecy because of how you feel and how your insecurities are coming off.
1: Definitely, I I, I was I, I basically what made me bring up that topic one day was I was watching the, the movie Laundrom- Laundromat on Netflix, and uh, the way they broke down privacy and secrecy was as simple as can as can be. Um, I, I, he basically was like, um, you know, privacy is something that you you know you do behind closed doors, and you don't want nobody to see it. But what you're doing is normal, but you just feel better doing it in private because if somebody sees you doing it, you know. It's kind of weird, like going in the restroom. Like you don't want to, no, you don't want to watch somebody watch you, you know, urinating. But now, when you're doing something in secrecy, <laughs> you—it's something that you're doing behind closed doors that you shouldn't be doing. And if somebody saw you doing it, it would be weird, and they probably would judge you for doing it. Like jack it off, you know, like that makes you know sense. I mean? Jack it off may be normal, but I mean. You still don't want nobody just just come in the restroom when you're beating your meat. You're like, bro, what was you, bro? You in my house just chilling. You just went to the restroom start beating your meat. I <laughs> ain't looking. It's weird. It's not a spectator sport. To- exactly. So when I think, like you said, when I think about privacy and secrecy, like I agree with you. Like people just don't respect privacy, and I think people don't respect privacy, and that's that's the fault of millennials, due to the fact that we we tend to pretend that we're giving so much of ourselves on social media that people tend to forget what should be private and what shouldn't be private. So they see so much and they feel like, hey, I deserve to see more, or I deserve to see this much. Why are you hiding it from me? So if you're not showing it, well, it's, it's almost like the like the ideal body theory. C- civilization came together, conformed to an ideal that, hey, the athletic build, the slim build is the ideal build, now we're starting to get to the point where like, hey, if you got social media, you need to post pictures every two or three days. I need to see where your son at. I need to see what you wear. I need to see where you eating. Like privacy is getting to the point where if you're private, they don't see it as a healthy thing. They they see it as secrecy. Which in a lot of cases, secrecy is not really I won't say it's necessarily negative, but a lot of a lot of interesting things come with secrecy. Yes. And I always consider myself a private person because I'm, I come from a generation where mind your business meant mind your fucking business. I, as simple as that.
0: And and, and, and to me, have, I'm not saying the more private your life is, the better it goes, but everything isn't for everybody. Plain and simple.
1: I mean, some people rather suffer in silence. Meaning, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm going to do what I need to do. Like, I think that I, I like... The day and age where people went to therapy, and they kept it to themselves, just kept it private. Like I don't knock people that tell me they go to therapy, but I mean, everybody don't need to know that because people that have a psych a a psychology background or you know they have some how do I say some um, education in that field. I mean, they they may see that as something. They they may be able to you know point out some issues with you broadcasting that because. I'm always, I'm, I'm of the sound mind of, I still, I, once again, I come from a generation of mind your business and I, I don't know too many people that go to therapy because they're mentally healthy. I'm always going to say that and being unhealthy mentally. is I mean, I'm not judging you for that, but I mean, I think that's something that you need to take care of on your own. I mean, and the only people that need to know about that are your close ones and your loved ones, the people that you actually have respect for, but you broadcasting that out to the world. All that does is further push the ideal that privacy is null and void now.
0: I look at it like this. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, though, because I could be because I, I get it mixed up. A therapist, you have to go to school and they they do they call you a doctor or is that only a psychiatrist? I think they call
1: a therapist and a psychiatrist a doctor. So, so
0: they're, they're both considered doctors. OK, so that, that, that helps me out. So if I go to my general practitioner and they say, okay, Jay, you have, um, let's, let's, uh, give me, give me something. Give me an ailment. I have uh, PTSD. I have PTSD. Nah, uh, that, that was too easy. Cause you, you, that's that, again, that's something that you broadcast. Let's say I go to the doctor and the doctor says, okay, Jay, you have mesothelioma. And I, and I go out here and I'm like, okay. I'm consistently broadcasting, hey, I have mesothelioma. I ha- I have to do these treatments. I have to do this. I'm broadcasting this to you. Or or even worse, I, I go to the doctor. I have AIDS. And I'm telling, you know, I'm bra- broadcasting this all on social media. Hey, I have AIDS. Make sure y'all get checked out. This, that, and the other. This, that, and the other. Whose business is that?
1: I mean, it, it, it's, what it's, happens to... Isn't there isn't in that field isn't confidentiality a, a thing?
0: It's, it's it's a thing, but since it's me and I'm choosing to tell it, you know, hey, but that's my business, my business and my sexual partner's business, yeah. and I'm out here broadcasting it, so I'm making it everybody else's business. I don't have to do that. I like I don't like you don't have to tell people you, I'm going to therapy or, or or anything like that. You don't have to do that. You're choosing to do that because everybody wants to quote unquote bring awareness now. And that's fine. But if I have AIDS and I tell my partner and, you know, hey, you the only person I slept with with the past five years. You know, I have AIDS. You need to get checked. You know, find out if you got to got it, too. And we keep that in-house. That's privacy. Yeah. If I have AIDS and I'm still out here hot dicking everybody that I come across and I'm not telling them that's secrecy.
1: Definitely, because like I said, it, it comes secrecy. Definitely comes with a negative stif- stigma. A lot of times, you don't you don't need to keep things a secret that are, you know, it's kind of you know worth sharing. I feel like I feel like you could even say if you didn't tell anybody that you had mesothelioma, whatever that shit is. That I mean, I mean, you could keep that a secret. But you keeping that your business, like that's your own private business. So. That's a private matter that can, in turn, be considered you're keeping that a secret. But the only people that, once again, need to know that are the people your close ones, your your loved ones, and the people that you're dealing with on an intimate level. Like, other than that, you don't need to broadcast to broadcast that to Twitter. I mean, it's just it's just weird. But to answer your question, this says uh, often when people use the term doctor, what they really mean is a doctor of medicine or MD technically though, anyone who possesses a doctoral level degree is referred to as a doctor, including a uh, psychologist who will generally have either a doctor of philosophy in psychology or a doctor in, uh, of psychology. So, yeah. So if you get to, I think if you get to that level of therapy where, you know, somebody sitting on your couch, I, I would, I would imagine, you know, you're a doctor, you have a, uh, a doctorate. So,
0: yeah. I mean yeah, so. in, in, in this day and age, like, I think a lot of people are going to therapy because it's the hot thing to do, but I think that's the only reason they're going. I think I don't think they're going to therapy and they're really being honest and truthful with what's going on. I think they're using the new ther their therapist as the new best friend. I'm gonna go tell you exactly what I need to tell you to get the answers that I need. Kind of like how, how, how those pill heads go to the doctor and they'll tell them, Oh, this is what's wrong with me so that they can get the Vicodin or the Xanax or whatever, because they're addicted to pills. I think the people, the, a lot of the therapy wave is people going there to get the answers or the reassurance and decisions that they've already made.
1: I said it before a therapy is a, is a, is, I mean, it's, it's, it's the attention. It's an attention is a, is a highly sought after drug. Um, People, you know, they don't want to do the drugs. They go, they go to therapy, and they they get they get that attention. They get that one-on-one attention. And um, I, I firmly, and I know, I know people always probably hear us say this. I mean, I don't knock people that go to therapy, but uh, I, I, nowadays with everything that's happening, I'm just always questioning how real it is, how genuine it is, why you're really doing it. I'm a, uh, you know, people discover new things every day. Therapy isn't new. We've been knowing about therapy for a long time. It's not new. Um,
0: like I told you, I talked to a couple of people that were, whatever, were saying, "Well, you know, oh, well, how's the move going? Oh, You know, it's cool. Well, you know, have you have you found a therapist? Why for for the move? No, people move every day. I got some other shit going on that might need to, that you know that might need to be vented to a therapist. But I personally don't feel like I'm there. So, for me to just say, hey, man, you moved across the country. You need to go see a therapist. Why? I moved across Houston. I didn't go see a therapist. That might as well be a damn country in itself.
1: Like, a, I put out a tweet not too long ago that basically said, man, you know. Your viral Yoda it's, it's, tweet? <laughs> My baby Yoda tweet is at five. <laughs> that hoe at five. That whole still going. Baby Yoda is the ghost. He really is. That shit is hilarious, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to watch episode three tonight that I'm going to watch Toy Story 4. But anyways, um, I, ju- I truly believe people just have shitty friends. And somebody reached out to me on Twitter and was like, hey, man, the word shitty and friends shouldn't even be in the same sentence. But the reality is, man, a lot of us have shitty friends. And when I, I say that because I think that if you had a strong enough support group your friends, I mean, I don't even think therapy would even really be necessary. But the reality is, a lot of us have shitty friends, a lot of us have shitty family members. So I, I understand the need for therapy, but it just says a lot about people. People fucking suck. And, and speaking
0: of that, you know, shout out to Trash Ass Ed, because I swear he called me at least five times a day. Like, since i left, he called me at least five times a day. That, that's been my real true lifeline. I've talked to that nigga more, more now than I did when we was down the road from each other
1: oh, Okay, okay, okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. I mean, hey, man, That's family too. He's still trash though, and, but you know. Oh yeah, man. The highest of levels. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, I, you you gotta have that. And I and I and I, I honestly think it's because y'all come from a small y'all come from a small country town like backgrounds and and I think that I've been trying to point a lot of my you know my my female friends in that direction. I, I'm not saying that y'all are the best guys because I think y'all both are trash, but I do believe that from a, a perspective of people that respect um, and value what the old school version of a relationship is. I think you'll probably get that in a small town guy much faster than you get that from a city boy. And I mean, I know a lot of women don't want to hear that, but I mean, it is what it is. I mean, it it really is what it is. Cause these city niggas is wilding out here. Their experiences and, and, and are
0: way different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and they move so much faster. So, I mean, you you can't discount age and culture when it comes to c- connecting with people in relationships. Like it's just, and we'll get into this on the Examples podcast. You know, because uh, it is a subject we're talking about when it comes to like looking for the ideal mate. You know, that's something I I, I really like to talk about on the Examples podcast, and also um, just um, getting people to understand that once again, like. The Examples Podcast is is it's it's really to me it's a male space where um, we we kind of we 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 like the ideal of you know three guys that look at relationships from a different different perspectives you know kind of just giving feedback on shit we hear like I don't mind having a woman coming on the Examples Podcast telling us about her breakup or whatever but you know I keep hearing you know y'all need a female perspective a female host and it just baffles me because I hear that and I'm like. I don't. I've never seen the Red Table Talk. Yeah, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. But how many? Who are the hosts on that show?
0: Jada Willow and whoever Jada Mama is. I I forget her name. Three women. Three women. Always three how women.
1: Many, how many men have come on there to host?
0: No, no men they have. Hosted. They,
1: they have men come on there to get interviewed, right? Yeah. What about The View? All women. Okay, okay. I mean, uh, <laughs> those are just two random examples. I mean, I don't listen to a lot of you know, female driven podcast and the female driven podcast I listen to. I mean, I take their perspective and I run with it. I'm, I've never
0: sat there and, and watched the red table talk and be like, man, they need a man there to really, you know, convey both, both perspectives because that's not, that's not, that's not what they're going for. They're letting you, they're letting you know what, how women felt when T I, you know, did what he did or said what he said, you know, it's not about, you know, well, you know, men, it's not sitting there to be a debate. This is like, this is how women felt. I'm giving you this perspective. So I'm not, I'm not here to, you know, give you the man perspective. Examples isn't here to give you the woman's perspective. And, and when we do have a female guest on, we're still going to give her our male perspectives. Just like we give the male guests our male perspectives. Because guess what I am?
1: Shit, last time I checked, you were a male.
0: You didn't even have to check. I just told you.
1: Yeah, I mean, based on physical features, I mean, just assume you are. But even though that can be misled in twenty nineteen,
0: this could be a lace front beard. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You could, you could be on some testosterone type of shit, and you know, you could have had a surgery or whatever. But uh, this ain't to, you know, this. I'm not bad at any women that you know wanted to come on the show. I just, I just feel like it's, 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 it's odd. It's like, you know, we just, we, we just want to have a, we just want to have a space where we can kind of talk our shit. And then, if you wanna, you know, if you wanna debate it or you have your views, you know, talk about it on your platform. It's all. I mean, see, and now no boundaries podcast. We welcome that. Women can come on here anytime and and give their perspective. I'm still not gonna argue. <laughs> like <laughs> I just we just go ahead the conversations. But you know, it's I, I like the direction examples podcast is going. I know we shift the gears and start talking about examples just randomly, but I like the direction it's going. Uh, I hope that everybody out there is you know checking it out because I think it's, it's going to probably even be a bigger deal than No Boundaries. Uh, but, the, but the reality is, I mean, it does kind of remind me at times of um, Al Bundy's movement, uh, No Ma'am. Because, like, <laughs> just sitting there, just like, well, damn, it's just us and we're giving our views on relationships. And I think they're more honest than a lot of other guys out there. Like, I think a lot of dudes out there are on, are on some simp shit. I think a lot uh- of dudes out there... Go ahead.
0: I don't even think it's a lot of simp shit. I think a lot of dudes are still with fuck that bitch, you know, fuck something else and move on. I think a lot of dudes are are not out there being capable of, of admitting that they're vulnerable. Being capable of admitting, hey, I was in love with this chick.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean not only that, but they they also pander too. They also make it there's also a lot of, you know, male driven podcasts out there that make it seem like women are women are flawless. And they they don't make mistakes, and that shit's crazy to me. Because I mean, both genders, in my opinion, in twenty nineteen, are trash. Like Very. from a, from a moral st- from a moral standpoint, like we all should be ashamed of ourselves. Like really, like I, the the stuff that I see on all social media platforms is fucking baffling. And it's like for anybody to think that we're up in points, like we're all we we all need to do better. And I mean, it's fortunately for myself, I enjoy being a man and I enjoy being a male, and I consider myself a masculine man, and I'm always gonna portray myself as that. Like, I'll die on that hill. I will not die on the hill of, oh, women are perfect, I'm gonna bow down to women. No, my the, the women that I know, I trust and respect, they know that I don't value them any less. Like, you're a woman, cool. Yeah. Like, the thing about me is I don't expect shit from anybody, you know, I, I, when, it all, when it's all said and done, you know, come to me as a human being, you're going to be treated as such. Now, if you come to me on some bullshit, coming to me like an animal, coming to me, you know, just just disrespectful, you're you more, more than likely will just getting ignored and blocked, but yeah. But yeah. How long is that, man? I feel like we've been just sitting here jibber-jabbering for a while.
0: I, I mean, we typically do just jibber-jabber for a while, but I
1: mean, if you want to cut it
0: cut it off, then we can cut it off, or, or like we say in the country, cut the tail off of it and call it short.
1: Wow. I actually, uh, I actually was talking to some, oh, well, at my son's basketball games today, w- where he did dunk.
0: <laughs> that ridiculous yeah, that game like, today. Yeah, Shout out E, a, man. Yeah, was, you don't give E no credit,
1: man. Shout out E. Shout Throwing out down him. the hammer. Yeah, he, he threw it down, and everybody was just like, wow. Like, he, everybody saw it coming, but my phone, my battery was low. And I was just like, they was whooping their ass so much. It was like 30 like to four, like 30 to like one at the time. <laughs> I was going to say, they all scored like, two points. Yeah, they. I think they hit two free throws, I think. And it was like, um, you know, he got his little fast break and he dunked it. And like, it was funny because uh, somebody that I invited, they looked at me, the daughter looked at me and was like, how come he doesn't smile? How come he just had a straight face when he did that? I'm like, hey, man, like, <laughs> like it's, it's, it's not going to be the last like, it's nothing, you ain't got to celebrate that. I always tell them, act like you've been there before.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. He got
1: the dunk and he got back on defense. That's what we do. But uh, I brought that up to say that my homeboy that I went to high school with was the referee. I ain't seen him in like 15 years. So that was cool. And I had asked him what he had been doing. And he was like, you know, he's just randomly, you know, we were just talking. And he was like, yeah, man, uh, uh the last game I, uh, I refereed, man, I was up in love, lady. I was like, what? Of all the places, really, Love Lady, and I just like I, I just thought that was funny. I thought I just need to tell you that because uh, Love Lady still trash. But uh,
0: damn, say when you when you address me address me as back to back district champion in Love Lady, fuck nigga. Wow, get my shit right. The I got competi- t shirts.
1: That was dude. a competition. No, no,
0: Leo Leon, Leon is definitely not in our district.
1: <laughs> oh, okay, Leon is definitely not in our district. Leon High School, they need to be just taken off the map. You come in there scoring two points.
0: We we had some state we had some state champions in our district. So.
1: Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. But I, I hope my I hope at least my son gets to experience you know district champs at his at his school. I think uh with his school being a growing school, it's gonna be tough, man. They they finally get to get into their region next year, which is six A. It's gonna be tough, man. Yeah. But I think they're gonna roll through it this year if they punching if they punch a teams in the mouth like that. I don't know, man.
0: Say, bro. If know. you beat me by those numbers, I'm getting the injury by, by at halftime. I'm yeah. out of there.
1: They got they started getting after after he got that dunk, I think they was like, hey man, this we gotta chill out because this ain't cool. And they still scored another 20 points. So um,
0: It's kinda like, hey, you gotta fall back into this two, three zone bucko.
1: <laughs> Woo, I would think it is that's simple I think that's simple basketball, right?
0: Yeah, I, I think so too. You, I oh, mean since that, that, that's that's in football when you get the lead you you just start running the ball because you're work, working the clock look i've been i been hitting y'all with this full court press then i've switched up dropped it to the corner trap i'd hit you with the, with the boxing one hey i'm i'm just in a two three now
1: just, just take it easy man just take it easy i don't necessarily have words of advice but i was thinking about something And uh, uh you know I, if the music comes on the music comes on yeah whatever I thought about something, like, for real. I I realized that people tend to say, no one is perfect when they're dealing with toxic relationships. That tends to be a a phrase that is used quite often. They usually say, no one is perfect. And the reason I'm saying this, I'm thinking to myself as I read it the last time I read it, I'm like, Before you got into that relationship, you realized perfection was pretty much a myth. So my thing is, when you're saying no one is perfect and you're still dealing with the abuse that you deal with, I think in that moment, and this is me giving advice now, I believe in that moment, once you realize, or once you get to the point where you're saying no one is perfect, you need to realize that that is an excuse and you're basically allowing that person to trample over you based on shit you already knew because no one is perfect and you knew that already. So let's do better going into 2020 when we're getting into these relationships and we're settling for less and we're excusing the abusers and the, the toxic people. No one excuses. No one is perfect is no longer an excuse to deal with bullshit. I need y'all to take that energy into 2020 because that ain't what's up. No one is perfect. I've been knowing that since I was one.
0: It's like you can excuse flaws, but you can't excuse toxicity.
1: Bottom line. And I can't excuse a person's stupidity when it comes to that situation. Like, let's do better in 2020. I I hope in 2020, you know, we're talking about, you know, relationship failure more in a past tense type of thing and less in a in the moment type of situation cuz we got to we got to get better at these relationships man because like you said on Twitter man y'all y'all trying to do a lot of traditional shit in this modern times man and it ain't going to work it ain't going to work let's wake up
0: so you may not believe in in evolution but it it, it you have to evolve eventually
1: <sighs> it's in full swing bro
0: well, my words of advice I stole from Anna Kendrick earlier when I was watching um, Deezus and Mero on Showtime. Just because you had to work hard for it doesn't mean you don't deserve it.
1: What skinny-ass Anna Kendrick talking
0: about? I don't know, but I like Anna Kendrick for some reason. Like, I like like she's cute, like almost like a little mousy little sister kind of cute. Gotcha. Got I see that. I like Anna Kendrick. But yeah, just because you had to work hard for it doesn't mean you don't deserve it. And I'll, and uh, again, a lot of people, hey, since I'm a good person and I do this and I do this and I sit here and I accentuate my good things and I put my flaws under the rug, they think that they deserve, some, deserve certain things. And to me, this could be a completely different way than she meant it, but you know, two pastors don't read the Bible the same way. You have, just because you work hard on being, you know, being the good person and you work hard on being not being a bad person or work hard on fixing your flaws that doesn't mean that oh well since i have these flaws i don't deserve anything good no i worked hard to be good and i worked hard to not be bad so i deserve what i get and if i do bad things i deserve that as well and that has you know nothing to overlap with the karma just being action you know but you know reward yourself for working hard and addressing your issues because you do deserve what you get for good or for bad take
1: life as it comes that's all you can do yeah, yeah, I mean, just just, just got to roll through the punches, bro. Not like and Ortiz. Boy!
0: Say, because that whole fight I'm sitting down watching, I was like, Wilder losing.
1: Wilder is losing. He was bullshit. He look he looked, he looked, he, uh, Wilder was looking suspect out there. He don't, he don't want to fuck with, uh, what's, what's her boy's name? The Russian. He don't want to come back to the Russian, man. The, Russian, the Russian, like, the one, he, the one, they, they had a tie. Oh, Fury?
0: Basically. The gypsy Fury, team? he don't want
1: to. You don't want to see Fury, man. I, I don't I don't know because
0: like after listening to that post fight interview, it's like this is this is a lot more strategy than I thought it was. Like I know there was strategy in boxing, watching, you know, Floyd, all of Floyd's fights and how the older he got, the more defensive he got. But it's kinda like, bro, you losing. You losing. And then he snuck him and knocked the sweat off his head. I said, Whoa. You think
1: shit. that was you think that was the the wilder version of the uh the Ali um Shit, I always forget the technique that Ali used. Uh, the dope The Dope. I'm fucking. I'm fucking tripping. Nah, I
0: don't. I don't. I don't think so because I don't think it was. It was that strategic as the rope-a-dope. I think it was just kind of like learning his tendencies. Like, okay, this is how he fights. This is how he fights. This is how he's fighting me. He's gonna drop his guard when he does this.
1: Kid yeah, is fool ass with a pile of bricks. Boy, I got, got concrete fist. Golly.
0: Bro, he, the look on his face when he got hit—he looked shocked.
1: Yeah, yeah, I got a screenshot of that. <laughs> that should be hilarious.
0: I said, I said he looked shocked, like he would have expected that. I say, oh man, down, Bucko.
1: But yeah, man, that's all I got, man. Um, you know me, man. Say, what are, what are you thankful for, sir? What am I thankful for? Shit, I'm mm-hmm. thankful for the fact that I could talk shit on these podcasts, and I haven't been assassinated yet. Twitter jail, Twitter is
0: on the way though.
1: Man, not with that baby Yoda circulating. <laughs> they, they love, me. they love me now. <laughs> I, I, bless the internet. You really shit.
0: did that baby Yoda is, is the toughest thing I've seen on, all week.
1: Man. Come on, man, they, they ain't ready, man. They, Twitter jail. I gotta, I gotta get out of jail free pass. Somebody,
0: somebody, somebody said when women make a minimalist effort. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just, like tries off. Boy, if that ain't the truth. But now, nah, man, what you thankful for?
0: Hey, I'm. I, I've said this in the past couple of weeks. I, I don't know what I've done to deserve God's favor, but I feel that I've been truly blessed, and I just hope that He continues to bless me throughout my foolery. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. It's, it's, it's been. A long twelve months. It's had its ups. It's had its downs. And I'm still here, and I'm gonna be here. Cause Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, and neither is Jay Brooks. So if <laughs> if it comes up and they say I committed suicide, they a motherfucking lie. Yeah,
1: I, I I believe that. You just don't you don't seem like the type. Nah. You just don't seem like the type. Nah. But I I respect that. And with that being said.
0: This has been the No Boundaries Podcast. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving, and thank you for listening. But, ever since the dawn of civilization, people have craved for an understanding of the underlying order of the world. There ought to be something very special about the boundary conditions of the universe. And what can be more special than that there is no boundary.